Conversations with Pioneers, hosted by Refule Tobeja. She's a go-getter. Tenacious. Resilient, without a doubt. Intelligent, most definitely a thinker. She sets the pace. And welcome to Conversations with Pioneers, where we introduce you to the next generation of innovators, entrepreneurs, thought leaders, the movers and the shakers, and everybody else who's making great things happen. And I'm your host, Rifilwe Tobeja. Thank you for joining me. Today, I'm joined by Zote Tsimoleleki founder of Moleleki Property Group, which specializes in sales, rentals, property management, investments, developments, and building packages. Zodetsi and his business partner started as short-term investors of distressed properties where they would buy them and refurbish them and put them back on the market. They later introduced developments by offering tailor-made building packages and construction services. They also have an in-house estate agency division. Welcome to the show today. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. I'm glad you're here. I love to dive right in. You are a certified realtor and property mogul. When and how did you get into property? This was, uh, I'd say, about a, a decade ago, about 10 years back. I used to have a, a branding and marketing business at that time. I just got sick and tired of the competitive space because it got to a point where it was becoming a, a price war. And I asked myself, okay, fine, how do I start a business or get into a business where I can use my intelligence and creativity and the pool of clients is endless? And what came to mind was property. Because the beauty of a property is that one property can appeal to a thousand potential consumers compared to having a thousand suppliers we are trying to secure one client. So for me, getting into property was more of a business decision as an entrepreneur to say, I'd rather be in a space where I have a little bit control of how I want to tailor make my product and how I want to be received by the consumers out there. Yeah. Mm, mm, okay, I see. What are the challenges of your industry and how do you overcome them? The challenges of our industry, there's a lot. We, we've got financial aspects of our industry. We've got legal aspects of our industry. We've got relationships side, uh, which I'll explain mm. deeper why, why I say relationship side and social side of it. This start, start on the financial side. So the finances are normally controlled by what's happening in the economy. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it could be difficult for a potential property buyer to enter into the market where the interest rates are too expensive or they're too high or or the the potential uh, buyer or consumer is over-indebted and they can't qualify or afford to buy a property. Mm -hmm. And it becomes very difficult on our side as well, even though you've got a willing consumer, for us to be able to assist them further, it becomes a challenge. Uh, mm. because of the restrictions that might be there at that time. And then on the legal side, 
it's very, very, very broad and so much complex. So, well, we've got properties where people are, are distressed. You know, they've got probably legal issues with their creditors or they are going through a divorce with their partner. Mm. And it, be- it becomes a, a complex matter. Sometimes there's a disease, it's a disease estate. The families are fighting for the asset. There's no executor to take care of that portfolio or, or float it as well from the banking side where the bank has applied for a selling in execution and the, the property is owing more than what it's worth that that can become a challenge sometimes it could be issues with the municipality the overbilling then we, again on the social side it could be a divorce a couple is failing to agree on the property or the husband or the wife doesn't want to cooperate to buy the property. So property is one of those industries that is linked to personal lives of, of people. Mm. I, as a realtor, is like me trying to be part and parcel of what is happening at that person's life at that time. Mm. Real estate is linked to people's personal lives. I understand. Yeah. So take us through a day in your shoes. Just tell us you wake up in the morning and then what? The first thing I do is wake up and have my coffee. I love my coffee. I normally take two hours before I get into my day. So whether I wake up at five or six, so I'll allow myself the two hours to replay what has been happening yesterday, the past week. Then I would plan my day so I can find. I need to make follow-ups on these certain people. I will try to plan my day schedule because in real estate, it's very difficult to have a three-day forecast or even a seven-day forecast. It's almost impossible, you know. It's an industry where you it's so real-time that what you thought was going to happen yesterday doesn't happen or what you didn't think will happen today, it happens. So you need to be so flexible, so ready, you know. We work seven days a week. There is no Monday or, or Sunday in our space. There is no typical family time because... I might be planning to spend time with family, but there's such an important meeting that needs to take place. And I know very well that it's that moment. It's just the client is only available now because, like I said, we, we are not in a corporate space. So mm. if I'm dealing with a client who's always in meetings and traveling and they call you and say, look, I know that we're meaning to meet and conclude the deal. I've only got today 12 o'clock available. Can you make it? And sometimes, yes, you are forced to make those painful sacrifices where you say, you know what? When my personal time comes, it will come. But what's important is that I need to keep the cycle running. Hence, every day I wake up is replay what happened yesterday. Try mm-hmm. to take what happened yesterday or the past few days to fit in in that day. Sometimes you might think, oh, it's going to be such a busy day and everyone cancels. And like, wow, okay, now what am I going to do with my time? It's very important that you become calculative of how mm. your time is spent, you know, and not every meeting is an important meeting. Mm, great stuff. You started your career as a fashion designer to Desi, then later creator and manufacturer of clothes, then ventured into fashion buying. For how long were you in the fashion space and when did you make the switch to property? Okay, my first job as a teenager, I used to work for a retail stores on a weekend, which was a Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and it happened to be a clothing store. And uh, I must say, I was not a very academic person. As much as I was smart and intelligent, I just didn't like school. Look, I decided to drop out of school and said to my mom, look, I want to go to college. 
And my mm. mother said, okay, fine, look, we'll support whatever uh, your plan is. Went to college to enroll. My plan was to become an interior designer. Mm. Uh, interior designing and property. Now I see the connection. Oh, okay, because I was wondering from fashion to property, how did that link happen? Now I understand. However, naturally, I was a creative person but not yet discovered myself as a creative. But mm-hmm. I knew that whatever I wanted to do, it needs to be within creative. So we went to enroll my mother, and that was the only day we had available. Went to Pactan College. It was a hip and happening college at that time. Still mm-hmm. is, I think, you know, it's called, now called CJC. So we went there. So I said, unfortunately, they don't have interior design. They've got arts. Arts would, would include your graphic designing and painting. That was not for me, you know. I, I wanted something where I'm able to create something you know with my hands and fashion was the easiest choice so fashion being part of my personality it grew in in me learned to make clothes but i didn't want to be a clothing producer i've always seen myself as the guy that designs that sets trends you know uh, fashion buying publications i've always seen myself as the guy who's in creative media but not necessarily the actual person who's doing the clothing. Then I started making clothes, mm-hmm. you know. I, I got a few corporate deals where I would produce uniforms. I would look at the different trends. Then I all started hiring people, you know, people to produce clothes for me. I would design, design, mm-hmm. design. Sometimes I would make clothes myself. I started doing that, but the media side was where I wanted to be. I wanted to be in media and influential person. I said to myself, geez, how do I get into media with fashion? And fashion buying Mm -hmm. was an opportunity. Mm -hmm. And I remember I went to Heat Magazine and uh, Mm -hmm. I requested for a job opportunity to become the fashion editor, fashion buyer. And they gave Mm -hmm. me an opportunity. Luckily, I think one of the ladies was going, yeah, someone was going on the maternity leave or something. But they said, look, uh, we are looking for someone who's actually, he came at the right time. They gave me a job. And yeah, I became a fashion buyer slash fashion editor. But I was so mm-hmm. young at that time. I think I was about around 18. And I went mm-hmm. to work for a very high-end boutique in Santon. Then I was discovered. Then I went to work in corporate. Now, mm-hmm. from fashion to IT. <laughs> you know? <laughs> wow. <laughs> yes. Now I'm coming from a fashion background creative to a very formal space to, to where I wear a suit, mm-hmm. board meetings, my clients are CEOs, CFOs, IT directors. And that now taught me the business side of, or the corporate side of life. I think at the age at the time I was 19, youngest in the company, youngest in the industry, did very well for myself, for someone who's never been in a corporate space. And then I worked for two big corporate companies at the age of 22 I got sick and tired of working for people because the creative and entrepreneurial spirit was always in me, you know, because now what I learned in corporate is how to manage clients, how to create relationships. After doing that, we having worked in corporate, I decided to resign and start my own business. And the first business I started was Important Exports, which was importing mm-hmm. IT equipment outside South Africa. The business went bankrupt around 2008, 2009, mm-hmm. during the, the first recession. Mm-hmm. Then just after that, boom, with the World Cup was announced and uh, I discovered the, the branding and marketing industry by default. Mm, mm. that I never looked back. I did very well in that space. Most of the biggest brands in media, big corporate 
non-corporate companies who were buying branding from me. I used to do creatives for government entities. I used to do printing. That also fell within me now because it was an exciting space. Formal, in the sense that I'm dealing in a formal space. But behind the formal space is play, you know, which is creative. Mm-hmm. And that was nice. But uh, we all know with corporate space, then there comes corporate politics and corporate challenges and i started to hate the corporate side of business and you know what it's becoming too that's how i got into property property is giving me the platform to play around and the beauty about property there's architecture there's developments there's sales there's financial it's a very creative space that allows you to be formal but allows you to be very informal creative playful innovative you know so it's been beautiful jenny i must say very tough but still standing Amazing, amazing journey. What's your take on property stock fells? They are one of the greatest platforms of vehicles to create financial wealth. However, mm-hmm. they need to be formalized and probably regulated. They are mm. the quickest and easiest way where people can gather and say, look, I've got 50,000, I've got 100,000. Let's put together 1 million. Let's buy a property. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. They are one of the mm. easiest ways. However, what lacks in that space is the formalization or someone mm. who can say, guys, let me help you manage it, the administration side of it. I think they are one of the best and quickest and easiest ways to get into property investments. Awesome. Many people believe that one must have a lot of money or, or earn a very good salary to buy or invest in property. Please break it down for us today. Look, there's a, a number of ways of, of investing in property. The first and most easiest one is applying for a bond. It's very straightforward. You must be earning a certain amount of money. You should be able to, to at least qualify for the minimum amount that you can buy for. Mm-hmm. That is very straightforward. The second one is cash. If you've got mm-hmm. cash available, you can buy a property cash. Again, subject to how the value of property and how much you've got. You've got mm-hmm. also stock fells, you know, where people are putting together money. And then you've also got property listed funds, which are listed in the mm-hmm. Stock Stock Exchange. You mm-hmm. can buy shares for whatever value, whether it's 5,000, 10,000, 20,000, doesn't matter how much money you've got, you can buy those assets. The other ways of doing it, if you've got a big yard in your home and your home is close to an economic, economic hub, you can put rooms. I mean, you know, that's also part of property investment. You put nice, decent mm-hmm. rooms. Can you rent out for 1000 2000 3000 That's a, one of the best ways of, of starting a investment portfolio. And you keep doing that. Eventually, you can, that can allow you to enter into a formalized space mm-hmm. of property investments. What is important is just you just need to get a property practitioner who will advise and say, look, let's look at target, the current status. What is possible? Let's look what is possible with what you have yes property is not a very cheap asset it's a very expensive asset there'll always be a small barrier to the entry of becoming Mm. a a property investor i see is this a good time to buy property there's never been a bad time to buy a property i mean Mm. we all know that the the property is one of the most stable assets it has survived every pandemic you can think of apart from Mm. civil war where the property is demolished or bombed or whatever you know you just need Mm. to make that an informed decision mm. to say, okay, fine, I'm buying an area where there is potential growth because there are areas mm. where the property can appreciate the 100% because of something mm. that's going to happen there in the next few years. For example, I'll talk about not riding area, the smart mm-hmm. city that's being built around Lansera Airport. 
It's going to be mm. the biggest. It was announced by the president Sukamaposa. Uh, it's ten minutes, five minutes away. It's a thing that it's a good ten minutes drive from North Riding area. Can you imagine the link with the airport and the area? So now you think to yourself, okay, fine. Obviously, in the next five to twenty years, there's going to be so much happening in that area. Whoever has bought anywhere close to the smart city has actually made a long-term decision based on someone who's buying in an area where the property value is approaching its ceiling. Those who bought earlier managed to experience the appreciation of value of 20 to 50%, even 100%, to a point where now it's stable at 5%. And then you get someone who's buying at a stable value of 5%, 10%, but the potential growth is probably 1,000% over the next coming years. So property investment, it's about being informed, doing your research. Mm-hmm. You, you look at how viable is the era, what's happening in the era, the activity. So there is never a good or bad time to buy property. Mm-hmm. If we are ready and able to buy property, buy property. However, mm-hmm. make an informed decision. That's all I can say. Amazing. Just go for it. Have you ever had a situation where a client bought property, signed the deal, and later said, sorry, I don't want it anymore? And what do you do in that situation? Unfortunately, that becomes a legal dispute because it's a binding document. Your reasons must be so justifiable that mm. it's legally sound. However, you can't just wake up and say, well, I'm no longer interested. But if mm. you say you've lost your job, something tragic has happened, and you can demonstrate that, yes, you know what? Something tragic has happened. It's a bit justified. You're also very passionate about educating people about the world of property investment. Why is the education aspect of it important to you? I've seen a lot of people, educated and uneducated people. What I've noticed is that there is a, a hunger for property investment, mm-hmm. but there's also a lack of knowledge and mm-hmm. a neglect of knowledge. And what I say neglect is that especially in our black community, that we tend to focus more on our own personal careers. Yes, it's a good thing to want to be the best professional in your space. However, professions don't create wealth. You become the most successful or ever, but you are as good as your current employment. You know, if tomorrow you're unemployed, you've got nothing to fall back on. Where Mm. property investment, it is not a career. It's, a, it's an investment, you know. So use your financial standing point so you can find. Where can I put my efforts? Remember, you spend five to seven working days working very hard in your personal career. That's what you do for a living. But mm. it's very important that your efforts are also reinvested somewhere else, whether it's a form of savings, buying stocks, or buying property investments. But property investment is like it's one of the most stable asset that one can have it appreciates in value it will look after you your future generation it will it's something that will always take care of you and uh, Mm -hmm. we all know that one day you have to retire from what you Mm -hmm. love which is your career or there will be times where you are no longer relevant or you can't perform your duties Mm -hmm. you know what else are you gonna fall back on property does provide that sort of security and again if you look at the, all the world that is available on earth is on property and now i believe moleleki property group has now entered the dubai market first of all congratulations let's talk about that we were approached by a developer in dubai to become their agents in south africa for people to invest in dubai we all know that dubai is one of the connecting points for the entire world everyone that travels to wherever they need to interconnect through dubai 
and Dubai mm. is one of the fastest. Well, it has overgrown. I mean, going just back, Dubai was a desert. Today, Dubai is probably the most developed country in the whole world and very advanced. We yes, we've always had the opportunity of marketing in Dubai, but the trend of owning property overseas it's something that South Africans are still yet to warm into you know it will grow into people the the importance of no don't just be limited to being in Joburg or Gauteng and you know explore i mean go out there uh, just because i'm born in south africa doesn't mean that my life will only end in south africa we need to start becoming international citizens you get nigerians ghanians and all the other nations they are very international people mm. you know even zimbabweans a lot of zimbabweans are international citizens South Africans, we're not, you know, and uh, I think it's about time that we start to explore the world a bit. Yeah, Amazing. Totally agree. And what are some of your greatest achievements? I think we've just entered the greatest achievement in the past few months. Entering a space where we are moving away from conventional way of doing property. We don't see ourselves as a typical estate agents who mm. go out there and sell a property, put a board. We we see property as a lifestyle. We want property to be in people's minds, people's lips. Mm. We, we're trying to have fun. We, we are now have integrated mm. property with lifestyle. Also just partnered with South African Music Week. We've got other media initiatives that are on the pipeline mm. with property, which we'll be announcing or you'll be noticing in the next coming few weeks and months. We want to have fun now with property and not just, like I said, become that mm. agent that's wearing a suit and sitting and doing uh, show houses. And I think there's more to property than just selling property. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My next question was going to be, what are your long-term plans for the business and where to from here? And um, in a nutshell, you've just captured that for me, that that's where you are going from here. We see ourselves as the go-to property person we see ourselves as property doctors those guys who are trusted who can be relied on we want to remain a boutique business we want to continue giving personal experience that's what we see ourselves we see ourselves as family friends the person that you you can rely on as far as property is concerned amazing what's your company website and how do we get a hold of you Okay, our property website is Moleleki Group. We are also on Instagram and Facebook. You can search Moleleki Property Group. Telephone number is, we are also on WhatsApp as well, is 078 You can also Google us. We're quite out there. We, we're very active and we are available to talk to you. That's incredible. So Tetsi Moleleki, founder and MD of Moleleki Property Group, continue to close those deals and we wish you all the best. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for the invite and uh, thank you for the interview as well. You are welcome. If you believe you're making dope things happen in your industry, send us an email, info at refiluetobeha.com. Find me on my socials on Twitter and Instagram at refiluetobeha. Facebook page, refiluetobeha. And on LinkedIn, I am refiluetobeha. Thank you very much for joining me. I'd like to thank all our loyal listeners and supporters wherever you might be listening from. Let's do this again next week. Same time, same place, and take care. Conversations with Pioneers, hosted by Refilio Tobeja.